Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to The Froth, a place to let your brain slip into something more comfortable, a spa break for the mind. Are you sitting frothily? Then we'll begin. I'm comedian husband, Rod Gilbert. I'm comedy writer wife, Sean Harris. That's Rosie, a dog. And this is The Froth. Yesterday's non-news today. This week's podcast was recorded in our basement in London. Our special guest is Jared Christmas, who joins us remotely. And as always, Barry is producing. Be warned, there is some occasional fruity language and content. The headlines this week. Rubbish finger. He's the man, the man who slightly inconveniences Bond. Sean's new rubbish James Bond idea falls at the first hurdle. Peas, carrots, meat, then potatoes, meat, then potatoes. Or peas, carrots, potatoes, then meat, potatoes, then meat. Barry's eating habits go viral as thousands of listeners weigh in. Mustard finger, guaraguaguau. He's the man with his finger in a horse's ass. Special guest Jai Christmas says sticking your finger up a horse's bottom is a legitimate way to win races. And those are the headlines. This is episode 35 of uh, the Froth Podcast. Our special guest, Jared Christmas, uh, Kiwi comedian, now residing, well, for a very long time in the UK, joining us in a moment over the old uh, Zoom. First of all, Sean, I can see that you've got some pages with squiggles on. That will be the social media. Yes, we've been inundated by people contacting the show saying that they also eat like Barry eats. Right then, a few weeks ago, Barry revealed on this very podcast some of his weird eating habits. That I'll just recap some of them. One was um, one was uh, eating a Kit Kat by nibbling all the chocolate off the top of the sides. Yeah, like one was eating the breadcrumbs first off a fish finger. Yeah, leaving again a, like a beaver. Again, like a little like <laughs> a little think, beaver. I think Baz just eats like a beaver. Is that it, Baz? Yeah. Those well, two I don't things know if a eat like a beaver. Roast dinner would eat the roast dinner would eat the No, first. it's the roast dinner. It's the weird one, and that's what I'm hoping some yeah, of these is, emails well, about. Wait a second, let me explain it because the roast <laughs> dinner, 
What I would do is just put a bit of meat on my, on my fork, put a bit of potato on there, put a bit of carrot, whatever. Whatever it doesn't... What Barry does is eats his least favourite vegetable first, then mm-hmm. second, who eats his second least favourite vegetable, third, eats his third least favourite vegetable, and then, depending on how nice the roast potatoes look, <laughs> is when he either eats the meat first or... <laughs> <laughs> or he eats the roast potatoes first and then the meat. That's right, isn't it, Barry? Okay, we've got we've had um, a tweet from Simon King. Go on. Uh, saying, we've all been hiding in the shadows, fearing how we would be judged by others. But thanks to one brave man, we can now all be who we really are without yes. fear. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, I don't understand it. I get the Kit Kat or nibbles from China. I get, I get the even get I even get the fish fingers to some degree. But this, you want to eat the stuff you like best first, so they're not too full to enjoy it. If you eat all the stuff you don't like, then you're full. Then you, then a the potatoes have just gone a bit cold, and the meat's gone a bit cold, and anything that was crispy is now no longer crispy. And also, you're too full to enjoy it. I don't get it. Read on, Sean. Let's hear uh, the next. We've one. had another one from Susan Smith who says, uh, I used to eat Mars bars like Barry. Chocolate from five sides, then the mousse, then the caramel. Top layer of chocolate usually went in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, fucking hell. That's not the woman who washes her Kit Kat. Oh, there is. There was a woman who washes her Kit Kat. It's still chocolate. I was thinking there. Susan, yeah, why, yeah, standard. why are you throwing away chocolate, Susan? Come I was on. just thinking, Susan, we've heard all this about you eat the top first, then the sides, but I've never heard anybody go, and then the rest goes in the bin. <laughs> is just full of tops and Absolutely Mars bars. batch it. <laughs> full of tops and Mars bars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, okay. Go on, right. right. More. On the dinners, please. Okay. Is there any more We've on got, dinners? Yes, we have um, at panic panic, at underscore panic panic, who says, every time I have a chicken Sunday roast, it goes veg, boiled potatoes, then roast potatoes, then chicken, and stuffing safe for last. Has to be in that order. Always has been. I am extremely normal. <laughs> Right? Well, according to this, you are at the moment. but So that's the same as Barry. Yeah. Then we've got um, Barry's mum, Viv Castanola, has, uh, <laughs> has contacted has, has the show. Has taken time out <laughs> from tending her 100-odd cuddly monkeys yep. to contact the show about something else. <laughs> and she says, I can't believe, can't in capitals, can't believe you still eat your meals in a certain order. <laughs> Next meal we get together, I'll have to see it for myself, smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, just uh, just on your subject of that, very quick update uh, on oh. uh, on Mum and Ian. Um, they unfortunately they 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 couldn't travel down illegally <laughs> the day before they were allowed. That's they couldn't do that because no. um, my mum um, last minute got her second vaccination appointment uh, ah. offered. So I bet uh, she was gutted, wasn't she? I, I was, it was a real <laughs> dilemma for them. It's a real, real di- dilemma. A real <laughs> dilemma. Just to recap on this, uh, Barry's mum and her partner Ian, who collect cuddly monkeys, we have a feature called Apes of Froth, which we ring them up and we talk to them about their batshit collection of cuddly monkeys and the, and what they've been up to. Uh, the last time we spoke to them, they were looking forward to the lockdown roadmap easing and restrictions easing because they were heading, yes, on April the 12th, their plan, first stop. In fact, they were going down the night before to get in early was Monkey World, where they've been every three weeks for the last 20 years. Anyway, <laughs> they didn't go down early. And then I just got a, I got a text uh, saying, Hi, Barry, just arrived at Monkey World for our 12.30 booking. I shall send you some pics later. So, uh, so yeah, they're they're back. <laughs> so they they're taking bookings, are they? Yeah, Monkey World. Yeah, they're, t- they're taking. Uh, I suppose to stagger the uh, the, yeah, the course, sheer amount, the, the, the sheer volume the of demand. people who want to see monkeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot of people won't have been able to see monkeys for quite some time. Not in the, <laughs> not in the flesh. Yeah. And and it's the mental health fallout I worry about. <laughs> 
I, I, I hope this hasn't had an impact on your mum's mental health, Ian. Uh, Barry, think, the fact that they, they, they haven't been doing monkey maybe work for months. Mental health has become healthier. Since I mean, I hate being able I, to communicate I, with yeah. monkeys. <laughs> If, if their mental health was worse, then I I I don't know what they'd be I don't know what they'd be doing of a weekend. Them. Let's hope it hasn't had a detrimental impact on your mum and dad's mental health. <laughs> we've, had, we've had a tweet from um, Sarah Watson. Yeah, go on. I agree with Barry on the roast. Oh, everyone agrees with fucking Veg Barry on the first, roast. The sides, stuffing, Yorkshire's etc., meat and then potato has to be in that order and can't start on the next thing till the previous is finished. That's yes. what Barry does. Each discreet item has to be fin the peas have to be finished before on. the carrot. Oh my god. I feel like my entire meal is ruined if I find a stray carrot under my meat. <laughs> yeah, I know what she means. Do you yeah, think that, yeah, Barry? Yeah, yeah. Do you, Barry, or are you would just you, being would kind? Would you put the carrot in the bin? No, no, I'd, I'd, quick, I'd quickly wolf it down before I ate any more of the meat. <laughs> Definitely. But, but before and it I, contaminated I'd, I'd be, the meat. I'd be disappointed that I found it hiding there. Yeah. Is there a set? What, because you're disappointed in yourself? Because you shouldn't, no, I, it shouldn't I should have happened. Should, have should it. never have happened. Should have seen it, should have eaten it. What if you're at a carvery, though, where you have no real control about who puts what oh, where? Yeah. Yeah, oh, what do you do there when somebody, when somebody else plates up? Yeah. You just, you just got to explore your, explore your plate, really. You've you got to look back. for carrots under the meat and stuff before yeah, you start. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so if somebody else plates up, you have to go um, in and sort it out. We've got a tweet from uh, Sarah Thomas who says exactly what you're saying. She's saying, totally with you, At Barry. Last. Vegetables first, normally roast potatoes and parsnip last. I made an arrow on Christmas, worked the plate as usual. I love the way she goes, that says worked the plate. <laughs> it is hard work. <laughs> worked the plate as usual, then was too full to eat the best bit. Right. Literally couldn't eat them. Worst Christmas of my life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but Christmas Day, surely you can Finally. Still... Christmas Day, that's what it's all about. You stuff yourself. Surely by the time you get to the meat. Yeah, but you would never eat. Like Christmas Day. <laughs> Christmas Day, right? You've got pigs in blankets, which you don't normally have. Yeah. They are the first they, thing you try. Where the do they first go thing first? you try, because that's the thing you. Where you do don't the, leave them till you're too full and they've gone cold. Where Why? do the pigs in blankets go? I, I, Sarah I, Thomas, the, bang the, only on the, I, the only time I sort of break it, um, really, is. is um, oh. Is before <gasps> is before we sort of sit down and start eating. So like for example, oh, yeah. if I was walking across with a plate and there was a there was a nice pigs and blanket on the corner, I'd have that first, and I wouldn't. What do you I mean the corner? Bad. What like the street? <laughs> no, no, I meant, I, I meant just sort How of far like, you just invitingly on the edge of the plate. Oh, there. on the edge of the plate, yeah, you'd yeah, eat yeah. that with your fingers and mouth. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. On my way back. And then yeah, on the way right. back from the Calvary, or, and then. When you were seated, only then does the rules kick. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> or, or, or if, or if I was sat somewhere and like you're waiting for them to sit down and you're sort of serving up, so you you spoon everything in. Then, then maybe I'd sort of if I was, if no one was looking, I'd probably. <laughs> yeah, have a he's bit bouncing of up and down with excitement on the zoo. He's <laughs> literally <laughs> bouncing up and down in his chair. At the prospect like, of stealing at, at the, a sausage. <laughs> at the prospect, at the prospect, uh, prospect of a pigs in blanket sort of got away from the main meal slightly, <laughs> and nobody's really paying attention. Barry's <laughs> exactly. bouncing up and down you're in his chair. With excitement at the prospect of eating, and I'm going to go on that first. I'm going to break my own rules. Because also, because also, if I if I've if I've had one or two pigs in blanket, for example, uh, then when they start then getting shared out. I can then have yeah, like can the three. I'll have another. Yeah. I'll have, no, but yeah. I'll have another. No, I'll have another yeah. like three on my plate, the same as everyone else. Yes. I've already, I've already yeah. had a sneaky two. Yes, yeah. you've relaxed. Yeah. A bit. Yeah. I, I get that. I get that. I get that. I totally get that. We all, we all get that. But it's so funny, Barry, that you—the only reason you break—you're you're breaking your own rules. I'm going to start a support group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, for, yeah. For, for, Baz, 
I don't know if you need any. You don't need to. There's only one person who says it's ever gone wrong. Yeah. Apart fall- from Rod, I think everyone's kind of uh, up for it. I know, but, the, but, but these people clearly aren't feeling that they, they can be themselves and they're, they're living true, in shame actually, and they, shouldn't, they should, shouldn't be. You should make some bad I'm going to be their spokesperson. It's a purpose in life for me. Well, you are the one brave man. Thanks to one brave man, we can now come out, come out of the closet. <laughs> Right, that's the social media done. Let's get a uh, special guest, Jared Christmas. There he is. We can see him. Can we hear him? Yes, you can. Coming I through can. loud hey. and clear. There he is. Hey, Jared. Hello, Jared. Hi. Hi, team. Right, I'm recording on my iPhone currently. I'm recording on GarageBand currently. Uh, are we Are we recording on Zencaster now? Is it, for anybody listening at home to this bit of the podcast, this is how easy it is now. Anybody can podcast. You just, <laughs> you just, you just uh, need four forms of recording. <laughs> you just need 17 laptops, Belt 200 braces. wires, three, three cameras. <laughs> three oh, different cameras. I can see myself in three different ways. Yeah, I can, I can, we can see us up there. We're recording on an iPhone. You're recording us on Zencaster. I'm and recording there. on GarageBand. I like you. You're recording yourselves with three different cameras, all poor quality. <laughs> no, our new one, 2499. My one's not poor quality. Not yours, not no, your no, you. Just ask the hosts. The hosts. I was yeah. as good now, isn't it? I said, I said, to a, I said to you know we need a webcam a better webcam for you so Rod's like okay uh, leave leave that to me uh, and he buys one for twenty four pound ninety nine I didn't even know you could buy them that cheap that's quite steep you can buy them you can buy them that cheap but no cheaper <laughs> so all you have to do folks if you want your own podcast is just get Zencaster GarageBand two Max a Scarlet Focusrite desk two microphones three eat, people eat who don't mind being rough. involved and a partridge in, in a pear, a pear tree, tree. This is the most recorded podcast I've ever been on. This is unbelievable, isn't it? This is like, honestly, you know... Have you, been, have you ever watched, uh, like, a James Bond thing? There's a big operations room where they're the doing end. some kind of... All the CCTV cameras across London. There's people, sit, banks of people sitting there watching yeah. CCTV and listening to audio and stuff. It's like that, basically. There's one where Christopher Walken makes the, um, the horse racing hedge go higher. What? There's what? There's a film. Have you seen it with Christopher Walken as the baddie, and he? Well, um, that's the jeopardy that he's raised no, the no, no, hedge on a horse. No, no, no. That's jump. the inciting incident. That's the bit yeah, at the top. Yeah, because that James, makes... James Bond is on the horse. <laughs> Roger Moore. <laughs> Roger. Okay, now we've tried shooting him. We've poisoned darts. We've we've put him on a conveyor belt with a circular saw on the end between bigger. his legs. He makes the hedge a bit bigger. The jump. The hedge. Yeah. And, uh, We've and tried it... dropping him into a shark tank it's... with a little cut on his leg. No, I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's, he's going to go on a, he's horse racing this weekend. Let's well, put the, the jump up four inches. Really, it's really dangerous, Rod. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It can be dangerous. So can under, underheated, reheated rice. But as a way of getting re- as a way of dispensing with James Bond for a baddie, it's... I mean, it's more Penelope Pitstop than James Moore. Bond, isn't it? Roger Moore I, at a buffet going, mmm, plain rice. <laughs> I would love, to, rice I would love to see you pitch that Bond film. With the rice. Pitch a Bond film with tiny little Jeopardy. So a baddie, a baddie whose whole mo- his MO is that he tries to get rid of this Bond either with slightly out. underheated this rice. This rice has been out under lights all day. And you know, like, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to kill him. He wants to inconvenience him for around about two or three days. Let's give Bond the shits for the rest of the movie. You know, like when he gets, um, when he gets tortured sometimes, they could just like, he could be having a shower and then the baddie just turns on the taps in the, in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, do do what my do what my mum did to me in the in the shower. This is what she used to do to everyone: is uh, for a laugh when you're in the shower, and we had the shower over the bathtub sort of set up. 
she would go outside and put the hose pipe up the drain <laughs> and then crank the hose pipe onto full. So you're having a shower and next thing water is firing up <laughs> through, the, the uh, through the plug hole. Yeah. Oh, me. <laughs> like your own B-Day. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of uh, a Bond villain who... Um... Inconvenience. I, I, I think that's what Bond. It's gone all dark, <laughs> hasn't it, with Daniel Craig? It's gone down yeah. quite sinister. Quite. What we need at the, in this time in a global pandemic is a little bit of something, just a bit gentler. Yeah. So I what, think. Why don't you just of, watch Johnny English? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but there's no real jeopardy with Johnny English. No. I want to see Bond with a hangnail. You know. <laughs> you know when you get that. You know. you know when you get that bit of nail caught, oh. do you know what I mean? And then you yeah. pull it out and it, it's pulling the quick out or something like that. It's oh, really it's painful. Hard. First thing he does is he ties James Bond up and then bites James Bond's nails, but bites one of the nails a little bit too far down. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking it, Bond's irritated now. Then he, then he gives Bond, oh, why didn't you use my shower, Bond? I'm really sorry about that. And quick, whoop, to the top on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And his and his underground lair has to have damp issues. So so Bond over a couple of days develops a bit of a cough. <laughs> He's mildly and asthmatic. All of yeah. his clothes all of his clothes smell of condensed milk. You know yeah. of laundry. Like oh, because he they can't dry laundry. his clothes properly. Yeah, yeah he does, Bond's, he does like, Bond's just laundry. Can't dry my suit enough. <laughs> insufficiently is Bond's laundry. He's asked Q for a humidifier for his underground. <laughs> but, but but Q forgot to put the batteries in. <laughs> and an inhaler. <laughs> what, what do you want this inhaler to do? Nothing, be an inhaler. Yeah. But if you push this button, a car will explode. No, 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 I just, I just yeah. need to be able to breathe. Yeah, exactly. What does this do? <laughs> and, and Q would basically be like, I can't do that. My skill set is purely in hiding shit and making shit blow yeah. up. Yeah, you need a normal chemist or a stationer yeah. and stuff like that. Stationers. <laughs> And he puts in his uh, prescription at the chemist and then has to wait 10 minutes and then they call his name out and that's the iconic moment. Uh, oh, inhaler God. for Bond. James Bond. <laughs> inhaler. <laughs> ding, da, ding, ding, ding. Bum, 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 bum. No, but I and think that's the, the opening credits. The body would, would have infiltrated the chemist, I reckon. So they'd call Bond. Bond gets up, goes to the counter. And then he goes, he goes, your name Bond? He goes, yeah, my name's Bond, James Bond. They go, oh, sorry, this is for Derek Bond. Sit back down. He's like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> inconvenience, inconvenience me again, you <laughs> c- <laughs> and then And then he swaps his Nurofen for Imodium or something like that. Yeah. No, not oh, Imodium, a laxative. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. pretty serious. That's a bit too serious, that is, Jared. Yeah. Well, Imodium, <laughs> we've all been there, yeah. mate. I tell you what, I like it. I like the, but to get back to the original point. I do like it. Bond. I like this new Bond where he's having uh, slightly under underheated. It rice. is in the real film. But, that but he this makes started the because you said something about a fucking putting a hedge up to him. Yeah, high. Christopher Walken, one of the. Who's big Chris, why is he in Bond? He's the villain is in. He? Yeah. Sean. Yeah, is it for you to Sean, yeah. To enhance this story, can you do Christopher Walken's voice, please? I don't know if I can, to be honest with you. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, I can't. No. <laughs> Clearly. That was, a, that, was a, that was a Glaswegian cab driver. Oh, no. <laughs> what was he in Bond? There was a hedge. He was a, he's a baddie, and right. it's View to a Kill, and the oh. music is Dance into the Fire by Duran Duran. Dance into, into the Fire. The best Bond. Uh, and Roger Moore. That's the exact it? lyrics too. And yeah. what, what's her name? Is it it? What's um? She's the Bond girl. Diva, amazing Dina. Uh, uh, diva. No. Um, what's her name? Diva. 
Oh, yes. um, Grace Jones. Aretha Franklin. Grace Jones. Oh, yeah. Aretha oh, yeah. <laughs> Franklin is the bong girl. <laughs> she beat up somebody. Wasn't she beat it, up Dolph um, Lundgren, didn't she? Wasn't Did it she? Michael Parkinson? Oh. Oh, she, she gave, no, Russell Harty, she gave him a dead arm, I think. She was being interviewed by him <laughs> and she whacked, she whacked him over the, like, the face because yeah. he was asked, talking about her nipples. Yeah. Nipples? I don't know. Or was <laughs> she not... talking? I can't remember. Mate, that's one thing we've learnt in life. Do not talk about Grace Jones's nipples. Nipples. <laughs> okay, so that's the new film, Grace. Now then. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking o- about? Onto your nipples. Nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I still haven't resolved this Christopher Walken thing. Oh, what? No. Well, there's, so there's a Bond villain yeah, who, whose way of dispensing with Bond so is to put a hedge up on a horse race <laughs> for the, in the hope in the hope that Bond's horse doesn't jump in and he falls it's off. It's not Bond's horse. No, it's Bond has horse. bet on the horse, hasn't he? Bond yes. has bet his life savings on right. the horse. Right. And oh, Christopher Walken wants to make Bond destitute. He's, that makes Christopher Walken is in like a box for people who watch horse racing and he just presses a button and it goes like that. The hedge goes up. But surely the hedge goes up for all the runners. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It is it, it is so a why flaw. So would, why would that... It seems to just affect surely, that horse. But he lowers it for oh, the horse he wants to win. Horses. Yes. Oh, so he looks where the horses are. They're on the outside and they're coming up on the inside and the horse is yeah. coming up on the outside. Now James Bond's horse is coming up on the outside. So all, all, all his face, oh the body, he lowers the fence down on the outside. But what if they swap then? Now James, James Bond's horse is going for the outside. Now he's going to the lower bit of the hedge and now the body, he's putting up the higher bit of the hedge on the inside. He's coming this up the, is how, the higher bit of the hedge. This head. is how Rod woke me up this morning. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I thought it. that's just how the thoughts run through his head. It is. <laughs> oh, God. Is. Hey, uh, talking of horse racing. Go on. Talking of horse racing, are you ready for a frothy story? Yes. On yes, the, very subje- the very subject like of horse you've racing. frothed all over your top. I have frothed. Listen, my top is in keeping with the froth podcast. I've got frothy <laughs> toothpaste all spattered down my French like Bridgerton jizz. <laughs> I was going to say, Bridgerton is very frothy. <laughs> it is frothy, mate. Uh, racing fans. This is the horse story. Okay. Here it comes. Racing fans in stitches. Over two sexually explicit horse names. Oh, this is in Australia, Jared. You're from New Zealand. Close enough. <laughs> well done, mate. That's like saying, oh, this is about Europe. You're in Wales. Close yeah. enough. Well, oh, hey, don't. That's a, that is People do distance say that. now, isn't hey, it? Hey. There's a bureaucratic distance do now. Do you mind? Do you mind Wales in Europe? We have taken back mate, control. You have. You have, to go to, you have to go to Europe via Kent now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, racing fans in stitches over two sexually explicit horse names that were somehow permitted <laughs> by bosses in Australia. They always got a more lax attitude to this. They're very relaxed with their language over there. <laughs> is New Zealand more? Would you say that in its sensibilities, like like Australia? You know, you got flip flops, thongs, shorts, mm. ah, jacket on the Barbie, mate. It's all a bit more fucking relaxed, isn't it? You know, even the, we were talking about this. Even the newsreaders is like, right, here comes that. Fucking news, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so is New Zealand more like that? Would you say, or more uh, like a, more a British sensibility of the, no? A it's bit probably of... uh, probably probably halfway between the between the two. Not as not as brash as the Aussies, but yeah. nowhere near as prim and proper as uh, British. Brash and prim and proper. Those are the, yeah. yeah, that is it. That's what we're looking at. So, this, so we're so you're in we're, the we're in the middle. Well, we'll see how you feel about this. Be interesting. Uh, two sexually explicit horse names that were somehow allowed in Australia. Whenever an owner picks a name for a racehorse... Are you a racehorse in fan, Jared? Uh, not in the slightest. 
I am ambivalent towards it. I like horses. Hey, I like horses. horses. Wait, 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 wait. Jared, Go on. Don't, don't sit on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> well, Come on. Or uh, Christopher hey. Walken might ri- raise it up on me. Exactly, when you're not expecting it and hit you in the plums. Don't, no sitting on the fence on this one. I love right. how a massive baddie with loads of money, that's his idea. <laughs> I'm going to make a hedge bigger. <laughs> And like a very tall hedge, we're not going to get past this for the entire podcast. <laughs> no, Why, sorry. <laughs> surely, there's got to be easier ways of, of getting rid of it, of like disabling his horse or whacking yeah, his oh, horse yeah. out or getting rid of his horse or making it more difficult for his horse. Isn't it? Then it's quite a technological difficult thing to raise a hedge. I don't or like racehorses. if he wants his horse, horse to race faster, don't they put hot English mustard up their arseholes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't heard that. Have you not? No, they've never mentioned well, that on get, Channel 4 you, Racing. You get your little jar of Coleman's, yeah. right? And you get a big dollop on your finger. I can imagine how you do it, yeah. Yeah, and then just yeah. before they go, yeah. right, you, you chuck your finger up the anus of the horse there yeah. and Who swizzle does, it around. Yeah. Who and, and if it's a proper hot mustard, it takes a couple of seconds to kick in. So I guess it's all about the timing because if they don't release the gates soon enough, that horse is just going to be banging against the thing, screaming yeah. about its... Is that, is that a thing, sticking hot mustard up a horse's ass to make it? Because how do you test I think for that? I, I think I heard it about greyhound racing. So do, I don't know do if they, they do it to horses. Do they test for that then? Do they like drug test it? For, do they lift what, up his sniff tail? Sniff a bum yeah. and see if it smells well, like you wouldn't hat. sniff a bum. You'd, this is how I would do it. It's very clever. Why I do would, jockeys wear silk? I would, we'll come on to that, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the moon made of cheese? What, what they do, what you would do to test a greyhound to see if it's had mustard shoved up its bottom to make it to enhance its performance. A greyhound or a horse, what you do is you get one of those frankfurter sausages, heat it up, yeah, and then you take a bite. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Then you stick it in the dog's ass or the horse's ass, and then you what, take the it out. The rest of the frankfurter. The rest of the Can anyone else yeah. hear a dog? The first bite is a control bite, so you know what it tastes like before it's been up there. Of and then, course, yes. And then you take, pull it out, and if it tastes better and mustardy, then you know they've cheated. And if it tastes worse, then you know they haven't, and they're, and they're good to go. And they're good to go. <laughs> uh, that, that's my dog barking, because I I've just put mustard up her anus. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can hear dogs. Yeah. Is that Amelia, your Protested. wife, shoving mustard up to, to see if it runs faster? Yeah, and pugs can uh, reach seven miles per hour, so she's going to hit at least eight. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have heard that story as well. Yeah. Barry then, has, haven't you? Barry's heard everything. Yeah, Barry will have heard it. I don't think I knew about the mustard up a bum. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna investigate that. Oh yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> I mean, and that's why and then if you want to make it less obvious, so Hussein Bolt uses the mustard. <laughs> now that is that is salacious gossip. No, you can't say that. <laughs> on his, about a... on his, yeah, you, no, you mean the honey mustard on his chicken nuggets? He loves yeah. the chicken nugget. He eats chicken nuggets. <laughs> Absolutely he loves it. He, he... That's what he. Yeah, that's what he did in the what was it? Apparently, Beijing in the Olympics. Um, just quickly, so I went I went to search mustard horse racing, and of course, you get in horse and. Uh, Horseradish will be the first thing that will come up. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, and that can, that's really hot as well. That could work. That's where it gets its name. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't think it's a thing. Mustard horse racing bum was my search. Um, <laughs> and I love, bum. Your search history is going to be amazing after the show. <laughs> what uh, came no, up with mustard horse racing bum? Nothing. Only uh, there's, a, there's a horse called Colonel Mustard. Um, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Well, I tell you what, talk about hiding in plain sight. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel, if the horse Colonel Mustard has got a candlestick up his ass in the dining room, 
<laughs> I'm even putting run faster. No, no, there's nothing about mustard with horses. Oh, what about greyhounds? Scratch all that then, because it's probably not true. <laughs> Just get all that out. You've got to quickly. I heard it about greyhounds, and I right. thought it should work with horses. You oh, just yeah. need more. Greyhound mustard. Bum. Okay, I've, I've changed resources. it to mustard greyhound bum. Run faster. <laughs> It's perfectly plausible, I think. You know, really if you have a coffee, your heart's beating faster. You're, if you have a coffee, you know, you're a bit, you're a bit jittery and a bit thingy. It changes your performance, doesn't it? So yeah. I don't see why. If you, if I shoved mustard up your arse now, this podcast you, you would be different. Yeah. You would finished be... a lot quicker. Yeah, <laughs> we would be finished. <laughs> There'd be a different R rating for sure. <laughs> You would be like, you'd be, be talking faster, you'd be more enervated, you'd be more energised. What are you trying to say? Fact, Do I maybe. need a spoon of mustard up my Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's implausible. Excuse Barry, me. what have you got for Greyhound Mustard Bum, please? I'll tell you exactly what I've got. I thought I'd found it. There's an article in the uh, in the Daily Mail. It was about a, dog, tra- oh, a dog trainer accused Must of doping true. his greyhound. I'm like, results. It's got mustard in it when I searched. Uh, it's talking about the uh, the it's actually different. It says the allegedly meth fueled greyhound won a Ooh. second race in the week. Blah blah blah. But the the guy who's been accused of it, Brooke Burke, cuts a casual figure in ripped denim with a mustard hued tank top. Oh, <laughs> uh, he got it out of the dog's bum. <laughs> so there's nothing at all on that because it does ring a bell, you know. Yeah, yeah, I can't find anything. I'll keep searching. I definitely hear. Can you? Can you? Okay, Barry, can you Google Maybe this? I should refine the search. Yep, yeah, yeah, refine. Words you want me to Google? If you could refine the search to this, please. Yeah. Um, put in uh, blank accused of smearing performance enhancing substance around greyhound's bum ring. Just pop that in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> performance enhancing what? Sorry, performance enhancing. Uh, what did I say? Mustard. No, not mustard. We've done mustard. No, there's something <laughs> you smear. Substance. Substance. Substance, yeah. Condiment. Yeah. On, yeah. on dog's anus, was it? Uh, bum ring. Bum, bum ring, to be ring. specific. And, and make sure you use the word smeared, because you've got to be... No, I've got smeared, yeah. <laughs> smearing. Accused of smearing. Performance-enhancing substance on dog's bum ring. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What's coming up, Barry? Uh, well, first of all, with disorders of the rectum and anus in dogs. Um, uh, don't worry about that, that's medical. Yeah, anal sac mm. disease in dogs. Yep, no, we don't want that. Yeah. Uh, th- then we've got the third article is Sir Bradley Wiggins <laughs> breaking silence on drug accusations, saying someone, someone's trying to smear me. <laughs> what, with mustard? <laughs> that's why I cycled so fast. We thought it was Vaseline, but it's mustard. <laughs> there's, another, there's, another one about, there's another one about UK anti-doping using sniffer dogs. <laughs> to catch drug cheats. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> you know yeah, what could have happened then, here? And then finished off by dogs and their anal glands. Oh, Rosie. So there's nothing about it. Yeah. You know what could have happened here? Um, <laughs> is I might there might be a comedian out there who does a joke about it and it's gone uh, into my head as fact. And my head. Yeah, that happens a lot. And now it's yeah. in my head as fact. Yeah, that does and that is a huge, huge risk with because I uh, did It's not that big a risk, mate. Well, I mean, it's not a risk. You're absolutely right, mate. Uh, hey, racing fans, do you remember that? <laughs> I have hated horse racing since I was a child because as far as I was concerned, like, you know, like church, uh, like church ruined Sundays, right? The weekend, <laughs> your days off school, Saturday, fucking awesome. Kids day, isn't it? Kids TV, it's a kids day. Saturday is balloons and swimming and fucking sausages and chips. And balloons. Fu- Sunday, oh, 
fuck's sake, church, shit boring. Shit, shit boring. Career. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> I'm just emphasizing how bored I was at church and how bored I was on a Sunday. Sunday was how a seven years old to about 13, until I was old enough to tell my mother to piss off. I'm not going to your boring old church. Sounds like somebody um, needed to go to church. Yeah, I was, it was, but Sunday, the whole day was ruined by the most boring thing in your life, which is church. I feel the same about horse racing. The whole of TV, like on a certain afternoon, was just sabotaged yeah. by horse racing. Horse racing on a Saturday afternoon. You're, you're the day for kids and balloons and sa- sausages and ch- horse <laughs> racing. Seriously, on sport. Yeah, yeah. Loved Wasn't football. Loved watching rugby. Loved watching darts. Anything yeah. but fucking horse racing all afternoon. Hours of it. Hours and hours. Which doesn't make sense because horse racing. races Fuck should be off. over quite quickly, shouldn't they? Yeah, but they were. But then there's another one. <laughs> I found the Grand National pretty boring, and the only thing that would have spiced up the Grand National would have been some rude and interesting names for the horses. Oh, <laughs> well, I've got just the story for you, Jared. I don't know if you realised that when you said that, but I did say it a bit weirdly, so part of me thinks you're trying to get me back on the story there. <laughs> Racing fans were left in stitches, the two sexually explicit... Have a guess what the names were. Um, because uh, when... Must when up I... my bum. No, mustard bum isn't it yet. Cheeky bum. Cheeky bum, no. No, they'd, they'd be clever ones, wouldn't they? Like, yes. Like ah. when you think you're being clever by uh, introducing yeah. yourself to a stranger yeah. as Mike Hunt. Yeah. Tits oh, are plenty. Steady on. Tits what? are plenty. <laughs> <laughs> steady on, Jared. It's Tit- a family podcast. Tits are plenty. Uh, tits fish. are plenty. Yeah. What's so clever about that? <laughs> tits are plenty. Tits oh, you you've disguised that so well. Well, Sam. because I wouldn't have realised that was food. Do you not, <laughs> no, Mr. Tits are plenty. <laughs> Mike Hunt. You see how that works? Mike Hunt. Yeah, that's a legitimate rude. name. Tits are plenty. Just a bit of harmless rude. fun. Right. But that's but what Jared's right in the sense that these names. Okay. These sexually explicit horse names have been disguised. Mm. Okay, go on then. So that when you write them down. They look okay. It's only when you say them out oh, loud that you go, oh, yeah. oh, what have right you made me say? Like Ivor Biggin. Ivor Biggin. Yes. IP Freely. I don't, I don't get that one. IP Freely's a good one. <laughs> IP Freely. Mo that's in, the, in the Simpsons always does it, doesn't Is it? Yeah. yeah. Bart always phones Mo up in the bar. And he's, he's always like, ah, okay, every week. <laughs> really? <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I haven't seen enough Simpsons. Really funny. There was genuinely a teacher at a high school I went to called Shirley Boys High uh, called Richard Palmer, Dick Palmer. And he truthfully caught a boy wanking in the school toilets. Oh my! <laughs> and it's like Dick Palmer. Of course, he's going to find a kid wanking. Racing fans in stitches. Whenever an owner picks a name for a racehorse, it must be approved by a governing body. Some names can slip through the net, however. <laughs> uh, so let's have some that slip through the net, shall we? Uh, how do you get to be on that governing body? That sounds like a good job. I don't know. And also, uh, horse breeding, I'm sorry, I think that's an elaborate cover for people who just like wanking off horses. My, so oh. my, my brother works in this industry and he lives in Kentucky. Your brother wanks off horses? No, but he but there's a guy at the farm who, who where he used to work where he was like a sales agent for the Stallions and there was a guy and he was called, his name, they called him the Dick Man and his job, <laughs> they were multi... They were multi <laughs> 
Honestly, there are multi. It's the worst job in the world. These are multi-million-dollar horses that are being bred, race horses, yeah. and um, so they, they all had to be filmed for insurance purposes as well. And his job, right, the two worst jobs in the place. His job as Dick Man was to guide the, the horse's penis into the the, the mare. Um, and if you think that job's bad, the, the job that's even worse than that is the te- is the, the the teaser horse. So they have the the the, the mare, the really expensive mare. Uh, then they bring in the the, the old that's a teaser horse he comes in has a little sniff around they get get frisky just as he goes to mount with a big horse erection they lead him away and they bring in like a fluffer and they bring in the um the, the actual stallion who's been watching like his nostrils are all up oh he's watching like a fluffer like a porn fluffer and then the the, the, te- the teaser horse gets taken away and i said to the guy when i got shown around I said, no i can I- see where this is going but no way is it somebody's job to sort out the teaser no, horse no, because no, he, no, otherwise he won't be able to cope with it no, no it isn't i said to the guy do you never let him have a go and he went no and he said because if he doesn't like it then we've got to find ourselves another teaser horse and i'm like he can't even he can't even do it himself he's got hooves he has to just go off with a horse erection and be left the most frustrated horse. horse in the world yeah. is, that, is that teaser horse called blue balls because that's <laughs> wow that's frustrating is it the why same teaser horse every time why can't the stallion, yeah, stallion have sex with the uh, the mare to begin with why can't they he do the uh, foreplay and stuff it's, I think it's to avoid any chance of injury because they're such expensive oh, horses so they bring in at least one because the, the stallion is normally the one that's really expensive so the stallion yeah. will be an ex race horse that's won loads of races and the more races it's won the better the pedigree the more expensive it is for you to, um, to for it to breed with your mare um, but even then it's like it's like exclusive dating that people will come in and go oh I, I'll pay a hundred thousand to sorry start. I can't stop laughing I'm still laughing at the teaser horse being <laughs> led away going oh for fuck's sake <laughs> not again always the bridesmaid <laughs> I think we should change always the bridesmaid to always the teaser horse always the teaser horse oh that's terrible when I worked on a film set um, this is uh, before I got into stand up this is year 1990 three years and I'd been traveling for a couple of years and I came back and we were just looking for any jobs and they sent all of us in the job center everyone there they just went everybody get down to Newcastle Emlyn this little town uh, they're shooting a film with Edward Woodward uh, <laughs> and uh, you're all going to be extras 30 quid a day all going to be extras right uh, so me and my mates we all went down the other ones from the job center all the unemployed friends we had in Camarden went down there and uh, turned up on this set and they fitted us out in these. I was I was a gypsy as they called it, and I had and I had to lead this horse around and stuff. But I was my I was allergic to my costume, so I was streaming. They were giving me antihistamines. Nothing would stop it. My face was swollen. My face eyes were streaming. I said after the first day, I've got to change. I'm really sorry. They're like you can't continuity. So five days they kept me in it. Oh right? my god! I was in a terrible state. But the, this was the funniest thing that happened on that set, right? Is that there were horses everywhere because it was a program, it was a film. It's called Gypsy Fires, right? In Welsh, it was Tarn at a Common. It's quite a well known yeah. film. Yeah, it's really well known. And you can see me in the background. This is years before I uh, did stand up, 10 years before, and I had long hair and things. I've been traveling. And. Um, <laughs> uh, but this horse, they'd bring this horse in. You say worst jobs, but this is the third worst one. Third worst one after definitely the worst job in the world is the guy who sorts out the teaser horse, right? Who has to finish him off. Second one is the guy who has to guide the horse's penis into the mare. This is the third worst one. This The horse, I, I don't know what it was, but it was... <laughs> we'd all be standing by, okay? Stand by, positions, please. And then, and then the director would go, and action! 
Every time he said that, pretty much this horse would get an erection. That's how it seemed, right? One of the horses there would get a. He'd, 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 He's used he'd, to doing different films. <laughs> <laughs> I know, fair play to it. Exactly, no fluff or nothing. He was just boring. Period drama with Catherine the Great. It was, it was, it was one of those things. It felt like it was like Sod's Roy. It probably only happened a few times, but it felt like every time he said action, this horse would get an erection, like a Pavlovian thing. This horse had this massive erection, and then it was one person's job. I don't know if they had any other job on set. I don't know if they had any other roles, but the only thing I saw this guy doing was run out with a bicycle pump full of water and spray the horse's cock until it shriveled back. It would shrivel up and go back into itself. And then he'd go, okay, we're clear. Okay, then then he'd go, one, two, three, action. He'd go, boy. Little man comes out, squirt, squirt, squirt. Literally, just spraying it with cold water and and it would all shrivel back up. It just happened over and over again. Working with horses' dicks is just awful. Yeah, anything with horses' dicks. Oh, not great. I... Although I would rather work with a horse's dick, and, and this is where we leave this conversation, I think, <laughs> than a dog's dick. No. What? Okay, put a little sting there, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> little, so- little sound effect there, we move on. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So, on with the story. Both horses are trained by Daryl Ward. Okay, so two con- two controversial titles have been given permission to race down under. Oh, Des Ward, eh? Two <laughs> controversial titles have been given permission to race down under. Both horses are trained by Daryl Ward. Do you know him? Yeah, Des Ward, eh, we used to call him. <laughs> I can't tell if you're serious. I mean, that probably is true. <laughs> I know he's probably made it up, but it's just as likely to be true. In a, yeah. With us, with us De- smiling, and when he it? goes out on a Friday night, he's Des Mataz. <laughs> uh, both horses are trained by Daryl Ward, who has 65 career wins and 350 sweet grand in prize money. Wait, so that's put... Daryl. That's Daryl. It's so funny that he gets awarded the wins when it was actually the horses who did all the work. 350 grand in prize money since his first winner in 1994. And both two year olds, it's the horses now, ran in a trial event at Digon Racecourse in Queensland. 
The first horse to run was named, and this is where it's clever, Lovin, no G on the end, L-O-V-I-N, apostrophe, Lovin. And then the second word is D-O-Q-O-Q-U-E, which in French sounds like de coque, whereas in Australian... Lavender cock. Lavender cock. Uh-oh. Loving oh, nice. the cock. The other had the name Get On the Cock. Get on the cock. Loving the cock. cock. Get on the cock. Oh, well Fans done, replied with crying face emojis to a tweet highlighting the eyebrow raising names. One fan said, They'll be renamed before you know it. <laughs> oh, that was worth reporting. <laughs> Killjoy. Uh, Another commented, that'll be renamed now, thanks to you calling it out. I mean, <laughs> I mean presumably... Uh, spoiling presumably, our fun. Yeah. yeah. yeah spoiling I our mean, fun. you got Presu- to take it where you can get it. Presumably commentators <laughs> have been going, on. Oh, it's loving the cock coming up on the outside now with uh, Get On the Cock. It is quite entertaining, isn't it? Yeah. That would have that livened it up on a Saturday afternoon. On yeah, Saturday Rob would have stuck around cock. and watched that. Yeah, if, if, you? That, if all the horse names had been... Funny. Disguised rude words. As yeah. a child, I would have loved that. Exactly. Uh, some of the X-rated names that have slipped through the net. Those to have actually raced under their questionable names include Big Tits. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. How did that one get through? <laughs> <laughs> Who never finished better than sixth. Oh. Right. Oh, <laughs> there was also no there was also Slippery Dick. Finn Mental, like Effin Mental, who wasn't really noticed until another horse ran called He's Effin Mental too, <laughs> <laughs> and Wear the Fox Hat. Wear, uh. as it, wear, wear the Fox Hat. That's clever. Yeah. Uh, Fuchu. Hang on. Fuchu. Fuchu, the son of all too hard. What? What? <laughs> One at Kensington Racecourse in Sydney in May 2019. Horsey back, horse face. Won his first race while hoof-hearted... Hoof-hearted? hoof-hearted. Oh, hoof-hearted. hoof-hearted. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't tell me you don't uh, ra- Ran a couple of stinkers during his yeah, career. Classic. They must have such joy from just name. That's the best bit of yeah. the job, isn't it? Yeah. Naming the horse. But can I ask, how come every podcast I do with you guys is all about cock and balls? I don't no. know. It's really... I think uh, it's you. We've never discussed it, it at all. Me. <laughs> I didn't bring up... Stick. <laughs> oh, God, it's half past. Sorry, mate. I've got to go. We will see you again. Ta ta for now. See you guys. Bye. See ya. Barry, do you know anybody? Do you know anybody who's a horse racer? <laughs> do you know anybody into horse racing? Who could... I, 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 Who I could... know someone I know's brother. Um, it used to be a jockey, and he does something with ITV racing as well. Um, so Somebody we you always... know's brother, yes, is on is is, is on ITV racing on TV. It's, yeah, he's it's, it's, it's something to do with ITV. Yeah, ITV Bloody, racing. Well, that'll do. That's right. close enough. And they used to be a jockey. They sound they sound reasonably qualified. Yeah. Imagine if we phone them up and they're like, "No, sorry, what?" I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say, uh, "Oh, so and so, he likes a flutter." And like, no, no, I thought it was some comedian. No, what you know, you know the guy from the, the TV racing and who used to be a jockey. The man who invented jockeying. <laughs> the guy who invented horses, you say? Hey, Luke. Hello. All right. How, How are you? Doing? Now listen, Luke. Barry's very—he's uh, very, very briefly introduced us to uh, to to what you do. But would you uh, would you would you mind just for us uh, uh, 
Um, thanks for doing this, by the way. That's all right. No, and no I don't worries. know if he's told you. I don't know how much he's told you about why we why we were ringing you. <laughs> uh, all and sod at the moment, but no. <laughs> um, no, I um, so I was a, I was a professional jockey for fifteen years, wow. and then and then uh, I was a, a jump jockey, not flat jockey, and then um, I now now I'm now working broadcast. I work for ITV Racing. I've. I don't think I've ever met a jockey before. No, I've never met wow. a jockey before. <laughs> I didn't say I was a good one, but I... Uh... <laughs> well, you must have been all right to do it for 15 years. You can't have been, wow. you can't have been just every day time. going, God, I'm still shit at this. Yeah, I kept thinking <laughs> next year can't be as bad as the last. <laughs> but uh, no, it's, it's, a, it's, a bit like, it's, a, it's a bit like sort of footballs. A lot of people want to get into, believe it or not, a lot of people do want to be jockeys. You, you do get lots of crossovers with you know football people that have tried their hand at football then come in to try and try their hand do at races you? as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. People go in, I want to be a footballer. And then we go, oh, and then, I, really, uh, yeah, I, I really gave that my best shot. I'm not going to do that. I'll be a jockey instead. I interviewed someone. I literally interviewed someone, I think it was on Tuesday, and they they said that uh, they probably weren't good enough, but their, their excuse was that they were too small and he, and he couldn't think what else to do. And he'd never sat on a horse before. And then age 16, he learned how to ride. And there he is. He's, he's had a... Yeah, why I'm is only that? an apprentice. Yeah. Well, why is there? I mean, you might as well go. Oh, there's a lot of ex-plumbers in this game. Yeah. I mean, I, what what is the connection between being good at football <laughs> well, not and not being a jockey? Is it like I, silk top? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, all jockeys wear tights under their britches, but that's another story. Did um, they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's oh whoa, that's a great story. Well, that's just to stop you rubbing your. <laughs> Rubbing, oh, your le- rubbing your legs when Getting you're, when you're horse on the horse. Rope. But there's a, there's a lot of um, a lot of ex footballers as well uh, get into owning horses, don't they? A lot of managers. Right. Alex Ferguson famously was was a huge horse racer. Oh, well, I get Mike, that. Michael Owen that. is yeah, a massive horse racing fan. That kind of makes more sense. That makes it? more sense because they've got so much money they don't know what to do with it, so they look for different investment opportunities. I, I, I understand that. To, I used to live next door to Mickey Quinn, who used to play for Newcastle. Yeah. Sumo Quinn, yeah. He's a big, big, big fat guy with oh, the trash. Oh, yeah, yeah, great, yeah. <laughs> so he couldn't have been a jockey then? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, 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 went, we went on holiday, we went on holiday and he said, he said, uh, he said, unbelievable how many people still recognise me. And I said, Mick, you've got, you're 18 stone, you've got a Newcastle shirt on saying Quinn on the back. <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> Absolutely unreal. I love it. That's brilliant. <laughs> so we had this story. The reason we were ringing you, Luke, is we had this story uh, in the. It was one of those stories that uh, crop up in the uh, in the tabloids from time to time about about uh, about horse names that people have tried to get away with. Yeah. But we yeah. thought we'd we'd speak to somebody who's uh, got first-hand experience of it. Um, on the British Horse Racing Authority, if you want to, you can't run a horse unless it's got an official name. It's got right. to, yeah, you know, it's got it's got to be registered. So you know, there are all sorts of names, but they won't let you now. They they go through it with a fine-tooth comb so that you don't register anything that's <laughs> any in any way, shape, or form risque. Is it like it's almost like a game of cat and mouse? Then is it? Good horse running now, really good horse. Although she got beat at the weekend, called Eileen Dover. And, uh, ah. and the, the horse that everyone loved, it was called Noble Locks. No bollocks. Oh, no bollocks. Ah. <laughs> See, that would have been right over my head. Yeah, but so, and so, you know, that, 
it, yeah, that was quite. You have to really want to get your kicks, don't you? If, you, if yeah. you're like going through horse names, trying to get your kicks. Yeah, out but of what's it, clearly really... going on is it's a game of cat and mouse. Is, it, is that people are going? I is it like a challenge in the horse world to try and get yeah. your yeah. double entendre name past the authorities? Is that yeah. like the game? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> there are so there are lots fun. of yeah. Are, but but you know, if you've got a horse, if you call it, I don't know, you call it something. Most good horses have got good names. If you know what I mean, they they've got you know there, there's there is, for instance I'm I'm friends with um, Tony McCoy who who like he's twenty times champion jockey, right. so his boss J P McManus they they've been waiting they thought they had this really good horse it was a youngster hadn't even been had a saddle on its back yet and they, and and J P McManus called it Champ after after uh, McCoy mm. and it turned and it's still running now and it's turned out to be really good he won at Cheltenham last year. It's not so, as simple as if you get a good name, though, you're going to win, is it? No, but, but what I mean is... <laughs> you name you the it, name, you're, it's, that's it's half quite, the battle. It's quite dangerous, because you have to call... You can't change the name after it's run once. So if you call a horse ah, champ and it's stone it's useless, you look a right yeah. bloody idiot, so don't you? So <laughs> if, for example, you did have a horse and you called it something rude and that horse went on to win the Grand National or something, something rude would have won the Grand National. And then yeah, but they won't let be, you know. That's why they won't, they let, won't you. let you. They won't let you. The ones we've got here in the paper are... Um, well, it depends how you want to pronounce it. Have you have you come across probably the wrong phrase? Have you come across loving to cock? And what what was the Deco, other one? It's meant get to be on, get on, uh, get on, get on, get on, get on, get on, get on, get on But it's meant to be decor. Yeah. Now, <laughs> exactly. But it, so so a lot of a lot of these are the the French ones. So they have they have the prefix yeah. of de cock in it, and it's not not how we would. Yeah. We would but I, I'll tell you the funny one, the the, the really funny one that so no one would call. So. Someone called a horse the wife. Right. So right, yeah. the commentator used to say, Oh, here they go going down to the two mile start, and it's Luke Harvey riding the wife. <laughs> it's so childish. And so, and so, I, it, but, so you can imagine all the time, it's just so fun. Yeah. It's just, yeah. <laughs> in, in, in the paper, it said that loving de cock and, and get, get on de cock were the excuse was that, they, that the authorities had read it all wrong, it, the French names, and it should have been loving de co and get on de co. So, sort of French pronunciation, yeah, yeah. which I'm, I think we'd all. <laughs> We're all probably not buying, <laughs> but that's clearly the game of cat and mouse that they're, they're trying to get yeah. away with it. But those failed, I think, to get away. With. Have you come across those horses? Yeah, there's there's so many of them about, and the, the cleverest one because I looked it up. The cleverest one is a horse called Celibate, and so quite often people with the 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 mother and the father horse they take a they take. Bits of their, hey, it's the all right. It's all right. You can name. you can use bigger words. Than that. We're not five years old. <laughs> but, uh, I am. I'm, I'm the mummy and daddy, daddy horse. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. love, they love each I'm other really very much. This. But, but yeah, but yeah, you should see. Yeah. So tell se- us what celibate. happens when a, a mummy and daddy horse love each other very much. <laughs> <laughs> let me just well, get. Let, let me just get my pajamas. Hot milk. So so celibate. So celibate's father was called shy groom. And the mother was called Dance Alone. So it's, oh, it's wow. a good, it's it's like clever a, An opera. A whole family yeah. tree. It's a proper little story going yeah, on. Yeah. I, I think I, was, I mentioned to you, Luke, my, my brother uh, lives in Lexington, Kentucky, and he's worked on, on, on various uh, stud and breeding farms. Idea, and, and is this the same every sort of breeding, uh, any, any racehorse breeding operation, where they have a teaser horse who's in with the mare for a bit, and just as they start to get frisky... And they're both excited. They lead him away and then bring in the stallion who's been watching and sort of, you know, all excited from the side. And they bring him in and he does his business. Is that usual or is that a, just a Kentucky it's, thing? 
It's it's like being it's like, it's like being at a, a disco and stand at the bar and having bought someone drinks all night and someone at the last minute goes bingo <laughs> <laughs> cheers for that my son <laughs> thank you yes it is but they're they're, they're worth these the the standards are worth so much money that you you know they they need. Yeah, quite a lot. That of help is incredible. And... So they're basically showing the stallion porn to get him turned on, and then they lead away the porn actor yeah. before yeah. he gets in, a chance. In case it's in case it's, in in case it's an injury, I suppose. Is it in the lead up? Yeah. Is, that, is that is that the he's, part? Essentially, they yeah. As an analogy, they've sort of he's watching a, the stallion's watching a porn film to get turned on, so he doesn't get injured too early. So so the male the female is ready, right? But then. <laughs> As soon as the guy's fixed the boiler, he gets led out. <laughs> <laughs> he cleans the pool, Not and then you. they lead him off. He's like, oh, fuck you, I thought, I thought I, the boiler was like just an excuse. Plumber, a plumber guy comes round, but then when it's time for it, he leaves and a really hot man comes in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, okay. exactly. I think we look at different porn, Rod, you and I. <laughs> <laughs> hey, while we're on the subject of this kind of thing, just one last question. Have you ever heard of, a, of mustard being rubbed on a horse's bottom to make it run faster? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> hey, listen, Luke, thanks for joining us. Sorry for All keeping right. you. Nice to see you. Cheers, Em. Thanks, thanks so much, Luke. Cheers, mate. Right, time to choose your uh, froth of the week. Which is the frothiest of our frothy stories this week? Well, we only did one, so. I think we may only have done one. The horsey one. I can't remember. We've talked about hedges so much and asses and mustard. I can't remember. The horsey one. The horsey one it is. Congratulations, horsey one. Right, that's all we've got time for. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our special guest, Jared Christmas, our horse racing correspondent, Luke Harvey, and the amazing Josh Phillips, creator of the new Froth theme tune with Brass by Johnny Thurkle. And don't forget you can contact us at The Froth Podcast, where you'll get extra frothy content, including unseen bits and exclusive behind-the-scenes videos. And don't forget the exciting new email facility. Our email address is hello at thefrothpodcast.com. And if you enjoyed this nonsense, don't forget to like and subscribe. Rate us at five stars. Spread the word. Tell your friends. This podcast was a Land Bobble Vision production produced by Barry Castagnola at Russell Up Productions. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.